Welcome to the Espresso Boys podcast, the podcast about nothing where we talk about everything. I'm your host, Caleb Tegler, the cute boy Espresso Boy. And I am Brandon Thomas all hyphen Holly, the bad boy. And this didn't make it into one of those podcasts. I'm glad those stuck. <laughs> yeah. Boy, oh boy. I like those names. Yeah, that feels right. Um, this week, as far as topics go, I have a big question to ask. Is this generation hopelessly optimistic? And my topic is a Q&A from questions from our fans. We always got business right up front, a little housekeeping. We got to make sure our house is nice and clean. Um, first things first, we got our audio interface. Boy, oh boy, did we uh what you're listening to now might sound exactly the same and that's because it is we don't have it physically yet, yet but we will have it very and soon check this out um the way that we are able to get our uh audio interface was through a patreon patron who i'm in love with wow who was it brandon my father oh but, hey, heard of him nonetheless charles l holly tier seven patreon patron this episode was brought to you by Charles L. Hawley. Thank you that so much, Charles. That is the Charles. tier seven Patreon patron benefit. Guarantee. And whenever I go back up to Oregon to hang out and to visit, you 100% better believe that there will be an episode with Charles L. Hawley yeah, on the episode. Yeah. Um, so that is super cool because now we get our... Uh, Audio interface, which means that we can now have guests on this show, and it actually will sound good. And not even that, not even the guests part of it, we will actually be able to edit our own audio mm -hmm. after this. Uh, or, yes, after this episode. In theory, if things go out as planned, and like Patreon, we haven't, this is our first Patreon patron, so if things go as planned, we should be able to get our audio interface next week and be able to record on that. We will be able to edit the microphones, make it sound super legit. We're using a a good setup now, but we're actually able to edit it yeah. like individually as opposed to just as one whole. So things will sound a muy bien after this. Ooh, and uh, a little French. En français. En français, to say the very least. So this is why we have the Patreon, so that we're able to not like we're not spending money for ourselves, believe it or not, with the Patreon. We're not we're not yes. buying out fancy new clothes. We want to make this thing sound better so that we can entertain you better. Then um, we can buy fancy. Then clothes. yeah, once we are, <laughs> once we sound better, then we'll buy fancy clothes yeah. and all the we gotta chains look good and etc. We got to look good when you listen to if us. If we look good, we feel good. If we feel good, we're gonna do good. Do good. That's just that's a law. That's our motto here. Things. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, there's different sorts of. Um, Tears. Tears of uh, donations on there. There's any, anything from $2 to $15,000 a month, <laughs> which I recommend you check you check out and see if that makes sense for yeah. you and your, your bank account. Um, but anyways, you can go check it out at www.patreon.com forward slash Expresso Boys. Forward slash Expresso Boys, not the just Expresso Boys. Yes. What's the other little bit of business? Um, next, we want to shout out Jaden Lasley. He, uh, in... Referring to our conversation last week about uh, whether or not we were arrogant for having a podcast, he said, 
Um, maybe you're not arrogant, but you're pompous, which is the word he used. So okay. I think that's a. I think that is the same definition as humbly self-important. I like it, which is what I came up with. So yeah, yeah we're we're a little pompous. We're a little pompous. Just that's a little. okay. Come on, nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with that? We're all pompous at heart. A little pompous in this, <laughs> I guess. And that gets us right into our first topic, which is the Q and A from you our loyal fans yes. and listeners. Um, first things first, these are all anonymous because some of them are a little personal. So uh, we don't want to air anyone's laundry too much. Um, so our first question is, what do ice cream truck drivers do in the cold months? Do they Which go I, south for the winter? I, I do understand why you would want that to be anonymous. Yeah, very so personal. thank you for keeping things private, uh-huh. listener. So it's, what do ice cream truck drivers do in the cold months? Do they go south for the winter or spend their time working on new recipes? What are your thoughts, Whoa, Brandon? wait a minute. I didn't even consider the new recipe option. Here I was just thinking they were detailing that truck, making it look shiny and clean, so that way they can lure the children in. Wait, what? What's the point of an ice cream truck? <laughs> um, uh, here's, and I liked that thought too, the new recipes Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But thinking about it, have you ever seen a new ice cream on an ice cream truck? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I've never on. seen a new Hold flavor on. on there. Are you looking, for the person that asked this question, are you are you seeing an ice ice cream truck out there that ha- is like surprising I, you? I've been alive wait. for 20 years and they've Hold had on. the same. No, wait, this actually could be a legitimate idea. Okay. And I'm spitballing. No Spitball. patents. Spitball. No, I might take this to Shark Tank. Beat me to it, listener. I don't know. <laughs> How much would you pay Wait, this actually is kind of it's okay. kind of encouraging me a little bit. Go ahead. What if there was like a third wave ice cream truck that like be ice cream or be nothing? Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to be ice cream or be nothing. What if that was like you would just that was your truck? Yeah, everything you're like, was the same thing. Like maybe you played like real music, like legit music. Not like the cheesy kids music. Yeah. Like yeah what the, if you had like a legit jingle. ice cream truck? Not and just you, the yeah, you kid had thing. and you and you had just ice cream on no hand. pedophiles allowed in this truck not this one this is the legitimate <laughs> this is a pedophile free business zone. the goal of this truck is actually to sell ice cream not lure in children so what yeah. if you had a legitimate ice cream truck that sold very good ice cream i like i 100 you know what was funny uh there's an ice cream truck that and i hadn't heard an ice cream truck in many a years yeah. up until recently maybe a couple weeks ago there was an ice cream truck that drove around our court and samantha was like should we get ice cream like jokingly and maybe she wasn't joking. She probably wanted ice cream. But I was like, that's, nah, we, we're good. And like, because what are you going to get? You're going to get the, the like, Sonic Ninja the Turtles. Yeah, or pop, Ninja yeah. Tur- yeah, one of those things, right? With the, the eyeballs that are made out of the yeah. bubblegum. All around, it's a bad decision. What if you happen to come around a truck that like, or if you saw a truck that was playing, I don't know, 1975s or whatever, and they were selling very good ice cream. That's a really good idea, right? The hardest thing I could think, though, is when people hear that ice cream, the classic ice cream truck music, they know what it means whether they're in their house. How do they get to know that? That's what I'm saying. It's been years and years. So the hardest thing would be coming up with that for yourself, you know? Marketing, baby. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to use social media for this thing for sure. Say this is where we're driving through. At that point, you would just be a truck. Yeah. Like you'd have, I mean, yes, that's true. That's true. Come stop by. Okay, so maybe there's like dual purpose. Maybe it's like a uh, you play 1975s when you're just roaming the roads. Or no, 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 no. You play the classic when you're roaming the roads. When you're planted down in one spot, that's when you get to play whatever music okay. you want. You play when you're driving around, life is a highway, rascal flats, yes. nonstop on repeat. 
And that's the song everybody will know. <laughs> that's the one. And this is actually a marketing tool for Rascal Flats. Yeah, no, he owns so the business. So this is partnership <laughs> with Rascal Flats. <laughs> Rascal Flats and Guy Fieri, mm-hmm. because naturally those Flavor two go Town. hand in hand. Because we're driving straight to Flavor we're Town with this thing. <laughs> so first of all, I really like this idea. But to get back to the question, do you think... Was that not... Did that not directly <laughs> not quite, answer it? Almost. Oh, okay. So we established they don't make new flavors because there's never a new flavor on that ice cream truck. But do they go south for the winter? Do they uh, migrate with the birds? Do they stay local and just wait wait for the cool air to to go away? I what mean, do they do? Caleb, if you don't mind, let's just put ourselves in their shoes. Okay. Um, what do we? What 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 would I do in the winter? I would probably pray to God. Mm-hmm. that I think of a new business opportunity. <laughs> because again, I had not heard an ice cream jingle for many a time. I guess I don't know the market though. Maybe they're killing it. I don't know. Maybe they have enough money. Maybe they're making enough money during the summer times where they're like, are you kidding me? I get like a six month vacation. Maybe not six months, four months. Rumor has it only kids can hear the jingle though. <laughs> yeah, only kings, kids, kids can hear the jingle if that's they why believe you in the magic. That's why you didn't know, yeah. Right. Um, so that uh, maybe maybe they're killing it during the summer, and they actually get that opportunity to go vacay in Bahamas. One, I I doubt that. How do you know reason. though? I doubt are it. you f- are you familiar? I'm putting myself in the shoes, and I doubt. It. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, so from a You're business standpoint, putting yourself in the shoes, and they are worn down. Yeah, those uh, those old penny loafers are worn. <laughs> they do not. They do not have a Patreon account. No, for those trucks, Dude, that would be a good idea. That would be a great idea. But um, what I was thinking. Is from a business standpoint, you'd have to either go south for the winter, follow that warm weather, or you got to rebrand a little bit. So maybe like a hot beverage truck. Yeah. Um, But I never see those. Nope. The closest thing you would ever have is like some sort of coffee truck. And those are a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, you'd know. I had a, I have an idea. Okay. Uh, They suck. That's your idea? And that's it. End of sentence. <laughs> They're garbage. So and It's an awful experience. Don't do that. <laughs> so here's one thing you don't want to do. Coffee truck. If you ever had an opinion, here's the thing too. All right, let's talk about it. I'm going to kick back. I'm going to relax He's putting his feet bit. up. I'm putting my feet up. I'm leaning his back. His feet are on the table. I am just going to relax here because I, uh, I got some information for you guys. Heads behind the, hands behind the head. Uh, catering, coffee, mm-hmm. garbage. Don't do it. Coffee trucks, mm-hmm. terrible. Don't do okay. it. Uh, here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to bring a full-functioning cafe into a mobile space. You want to know why? Hmm. It's mobile. That's mainly the big thing. It's a lot of hot liquids. A lot of hot liquids trying to flush and, and slush around, if you will. Um, also, here's another thing. You don't want to... You don't want to conf- Have you ever seen a successful coffee shop work inside the space of about 12 square feet? Nope, nope, never have, never nope. have. Never have and never will. You want to know why? Why? It's super small and very inconvenient. Um, so for anyone who's out there that's saying to themselves, but I've seen cool pictures. Pictures are great. <laughs> pictures are awesome. Listen, hey, if you want to start a very successful coffee shop, do a shop, not a truck. Yeah. If you want to start a very successful like thing and you think the best way to start is catering coffee, again, not a good idea. There's a lot of romanticism that happens inside of that. And maybe this is just me talking, or maybe I'm, maybe this is the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart saying, hey, to let someone know that <laughs> this, this is, is not a good, <laughs> this is for someone out there, okay? 
don't don't start. No reason. Just work your way into a company and just start from there. That's a good point because you don't want to stress yourself out to where you hate the industry so much mm-hmm. that you're like, I never want to make coffee again because I tried putting it on a table in the middle of a farm for some stupid person's wedding. And uh, anyways, so you think there? You think catering's always bad, or you think there's a right way to do it? No, it's always bad. Okay, yeah, you think you got the right way to do it, but then you figure out, no, this sucks. <laughs> You go, you go into this thinking everything is firing on all cylinders, but at the end of the day, you're like, oh no, that still sucked. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, back to the original point. Um, I think that maybe one person in the ice cream truck business decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start serving hot chocolates. We're gonna make hot chocolates all around this place. And then they figured out, wait, this is a bad idea. This isn't working for us. So then it brings us back to our original Mm -hmm. question. What are they doing? What's the point? I think. They either must not be open for summer or they follow that hot weather. Those are the only two options we have left. Yeah. And from a business standpoint, you'd want to follow that hot weather for right. money. Right. Do they but, go straight to Mexico or what are you thinking? I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but the, the thing about that is then you get into like, where do they stay? Because they're not sure. at their home. Right. So you go into hotels that's costly. that's expensive. Yep, that, yeah, that adds up. Gas adds up. If you're driving out of state, you know, out of country, even in a tr- in an ice cream truck, ice that cream, thing that's is a lot not of gas. known for its eco-friendly uh, uh, gas mileage. For so sure. my guess would be they stay local, park those babies in a storage zone, and 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 face face down, praying to God, they Lord, say, give I hope me this something. Is a new. Short winter. <laughs> Please. No El Ninos here, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was so stoked when the drought happened. I was the only person praising no, wait. when the drought happened. I figured it out. Okay, here's what it is. So you start your own little ice cream truck business, right? Right. Um, in the summer, you're here in Vacaville. You're chilling. You're making your money. Then it, when it's winter here, mm-hmm. you have another ice cream truck parked, stored in Mexico. So then you drive there in your little car. Okay. You have your little home there because nice. you're making a lot of money. Sure. From that, uh, from the f- this is summer year round. Right. For you, right, so you're right, making right. a lot of money. Yep. Uh, and then you just do it that way, you know. So you have two ice cream trucks, different countries. I do know. That is what I do. Do you think? That, do you think that would work? Yeah, but you are making. <laughs> you are. <laughs> did that like? Was that a progression? Where they're like, you know, I need a summer home. Yeah, yeah. I need, I need literally. Oh, two it's all a summer homes. home. It's yeah. all a summer home. I just need two summer homes. Mm-hmm. Are they just killing it in the ice? Kids are, are out of school year business? round. <laughs> all right. So our second question comes from another anonymous person. Good. Um, and it says, "I fell asleep at my desk at work last week, and when I woke up, there was a note on my desk from my boss that said." Meet me in my office oh, first thing no. on Monday. Oh, no. Should I be worried, and what should I do to ease the tension? Um, first part of that question, yes. Should you be worried? Yes. You think? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At what point would you not be worried when you wake up, wake up to a handwritten note <laughs> from your Yeah, I like that he didn't wake him up, though. <laughs> That's courteous. I gotta give not I a little tap or that. nothing. Yeah, no, I gotta give him that. I uh, guarantee though, he's gonna he took pictures. Guarantee it. I mean, you'd be a fool not to, yeah. to say the least. 
Um, what should you do to ease the tension? Like when you're walking into the meeting, do you think, or like just? I think, like when you like maybe when you get to the meeting, throw in a little joke or something. It's a good thing I didn't sleep in through this one, huh? Yeah, maybe something like that, or like maybe maybe go in and yawn. Just be like, boy, I, wait. What if you say you have narcolepsy? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was diagnosed with narcolepsy. Yeah. See, what about that? What if that happens? Then That's, you got to play that until you quit the job, though. I feel like at that point, is it worth keeping? That's like a Seinfeld thing, though. They would yeah. totally do that. That's a George Costanza yeah, thing. George would do for that for sure. sure. Um, I'm wondering, though, is your job worth having? Maybe this is like a good sign for you to uh, dip out. Just a roll. You're falling asleep at the desk, bud. Like, I don't know. Is this for you? Is this good for you? <laughs> maybe this isn't your speed, huh? Yeah, maybe something, maybe something a little slower pace. Something you can Or maybe, faster oh. pace or faster yeah, pace. Yeah, never mind. You need Not something slower. that's going to keep you awake, I guess. Um, but let's say, because we don't know the situation completely. Right. Let's say... Maybe this person just didn't get a lot of sleep the night before. Sure. Maybe this is not a norm for them at all. Okay. You know? That's fair. Then go they in. They want to hey, keep the job. Go in. Hands are tied, boss. I'm sorry you about that me. one. You got me red-handed. First I wish, time. I wish that wouldn't have happened. I wish you wouldn't have seen me like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you forgive me? No one who... Look him dead in the eyes and say, will you forgive me? Please. Will you forgive me for that? And you, Maybe give him a twenty dollar bill, fifty dollars. Maybe slip him a fiver. <laughs> just five. Oh, just start low. <laughs> Work your way up. See how they respond. I, I'd start high in that situation. I mean, just he, he signs your paychecks, so he knows what. You're yeah, making. that's true. He knows. <laughs> Is it a lot though? That's again. These are the these are the variables that we want to we want to know. Are you making a ton of money? Should you be falling asleep with the job? Or are you making minimum wage, hourly rate? But if you got your own desk, I can only assume you're doing okay. You're yourself. doing pretty good. So maybe don't fall asleep at your job. I mean, it could even be an office. Well, it could be a, you could have your own office in this situation. Cause I can, if you're in like a communal area, I couldn't imagine falling asleep. You know, right? Yeah. So if you have your own office, you're probably you're probably getting paid a pretty penny. You got to be doing okay for yourself. Yeah. yeah if you're doing your with own, a view you like that, own, with the view, are you kidding me? <laughs> Listen, you're not gonna fool me. Yes. I know you got a view. That's I know not, you're making bank now. You're doing fine. So wait, look at that are, view. Okay, let's talk about this. Turn this around. Why are you falling asleep on your job? This is your job. You're getting paid great. You got a fantastic view. Okay. A wife that loves you. Kids that cherish you. Yeah. You got a, a a Ford Focus in your driveway. No problems. And you got a side on the car too, or a car on the side too. A car on the side. You got two cars. You got two a project cars. car, and you're gonna sit there and fall asleep on your job. You got a you got a car that is in your garage. The nerve that you're just gonna toss money into. You're gonna say, "Oh, this is my weekend car." But yeah. you know what you're doing? Yeah. You're not a mechanic. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Because you saw a couple YouTube videos. You got some cheap little a uh, little little thing off the internet, mm-hmm. off the old Amazon, and you think you can just fix a car up? No, no, no. The nerve you From, have, sir. I'll tell you this. He, I mean, we know we know he has kids. We know. You just said. Yes. Um, <clears throat> if your kid ever falls asleep in class, nothing you can do about it. Right. You can't say, listen, bud, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't need to get more it. sleep. Right. Because you already did it. Yep. You know? Damage done. Okay. Here's what we want you to do. Okay. Go into the, walk into that meeting. I want you to head low. Yep. And I want you to hand your boss your phone. And play the podcast at this part, and we're gonna talk to your boss for you. All okay. right. <laughs> and I'll 
you know, insert name here, but excuse me, Mr. Blank. Uh, we know what your employee did here, and I'll tell you where your employee is blank. Blank, insert name here. And we don't want him to get in trouble. That's not our intention, no. but we understand you got to lay down the law. You know, you if one person falls asleep and gets away with it, the whole ship could crash. Right. So Listen, we don't want a captain on board that's falling asleep. In terms, we get that. In terms of discipline. By the way, also, we get that and we respect And we that. respect Caleb, that. please continue. In terms of discipline, uh, I don't, I don't want to be, be extreme here. You know, no job loss, no uh, demotion, nothing like that. Sure. But maybe here's what I want you to do. Pick out your, as the boss, your least favorite jobs to do. Make him do that for day, you day and like, a half. You don't like washing the mugs in the, in the kitchen? Yeah, put him on the kitchen duty. Put him on the mug duty. Yeah. Put him on that. You don't like emptying out the trash cans? That's not even your job, but you do it because you're a good boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put him on that. Make him make him empty the trash cans. You can go real Michael Scott on him. Laundry. Who likes doing their yeah. own laundry? <laughs> yeah. We're the talking. Old, the old Dwight. Listen, boss. I want to I wanna formally um, offer Blank's services to you. Mm-hmm. He will, or she, equal opportunity. She will fold, or he will fold. I mean, we're talking press. That's the thing they say. Steam. Steamed. What's your favorite detergent? They're going to go out there, they're going to buy it. On their their dollar. On their dime. No problems. They're going to figure that out for you. Whatever it is, they want to do this for you. This is a service to you. This This is their way of saying thank you. For not firing me for being mm-hmm. irresponsible, because yes, we'll admit that was irresponsible. Yeah, they should very. have done that. That's on them. They have to. They have to live with that. Mm-hmm. That's on their conscience. Boss, I'm going to ask you this, boss. Do you want to have to live with firing someone for making an honest mistake? No, no, it's an honest mistake. Here's how we but can come up mistake. out on top of this. We have an employee that's that is sorry for what they have mm-hmm. done, and they want to make it right. They want to do your laundry. Okay. They're willing more they're than willing. So willing. They're so willing. Oh my gosh. They're they so willing. They have dreams willing. about doing your laundry. This is what they've wanted to do for so long. And so here's a, here's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Win, win, win. We got an employee that keeps their job. An employee that employee got a nap. That got, okay, win, 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 win. Win, win. win. Or there's probably four wins in this. Employee that keeps their job. Employee that got their nap. Employee that gets to do their boss's yes. laundry. And a boss that gets to have their employee do their laundry for them. No more laundry duty, friend. Wow. This is done. We've got you taken care Say, of. Say, I'll check in with you next quarter, see how you're doing. Maybe right. we'll stop the laundry then. Maybe we'll up it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, your performance call, Performance reports are going to be rough this year for, for this employee, though. I'll tell well, you that. I Yes. I would hope that this napping didn't take place maybe two weeks before performance review because there will be some conversation that has to happen then. At that point, the Expresso Boys will not be able to follow you into that meeting. Yeah. That is on you. But we're going to do our best right here. Hopefully, this will have um, sparked some sort of kindness mm-hmm. if you will maybe a little grace uh so that you can do your boss's laundry at with peace mm-hmm. in mind because i would hate for you to have to do your boss's laundry anxious if you mm-hmm. will just remember it's a win 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 situation right. no matter how you look at it no matter how you look at it and that leads us right into our last and final question right this one i like a lot it's uh it's a very strange situation so here it is <clears throat> I promised my boyfriend I would go to his family reunion over the summer, but his whole family scares me. Mm. What should I do? 
This is a rough one. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that um, much. Seems to me this is a pretty committed relationship if you're willing to make that promise. Seems to me you got to keep that promise, you know? Unless uh, you were to get sick. You know, if you had a valid excuse whether or not it's true or not. Right. Like, I'm really getting over this thing right now and I couldn't travel like this. Here's what you can do. Find the oldest carton of milk you can find. You got to down that baby. <laughs> Just as old as it gets. Put it under your bed for a couple of days if you have to. Leave it on the counter. Put it, the Put it in the sun if you're in a hurry. <laughs> if you're in a rush. And just gobble that thing oh, up man. like it's like it's just cottage cheese on English muffin. Mm. Eat it up. Slurp it up. You have to eat it at that point because yeah. it is very... It you'll is be chewing for a while. You'll be chewing. But take some pictures of the vomit. <laughs> <laughs> take some pictures <laughs> who's gonna deny or that and to say like all right they have a legitimate excuse if you time this right you could in theory throw up on or in front of your boyfriend sure so then there's no denying it say so that but throw then up, you'll have to pay eighteen dollars for dry cleaning <laughs> you know what that is huh. a deep seinfeld reference <laughs> that is very deep yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so Throw up outside, preferably, so you don't have to pay $18 for dry cleaning. But I think that's your best bet of getting out of this thing. Um, or you could take the honest route and just go, but that doesn't seem very likely. Here's the thing, though, too. I want to I want to ask this question. Why do they don't like you? Caleb, what, what would you say? Maybe maybe you can kind of fill us in with this, with some thoughts. Maybe. Well, no, it's not that they don't like her. It's that they scare her. Oh, says, they scare says, her. Um, but his whole family scares me. Okay. I don't know if maybe they're just... Very uptight, serious, or maybe, uh, maybe they are like cannibals or something. I don't want to. Okay, well, let me ask. Let me tell you this, viewer: if they are cannibals, don't go. And yeah. if if no, I think if, that's if safe. That's say. safe. That's a safe move. Don't go. Um, if they are not cannibals and you're just nervous, that's okay. That's a normal reaction. Maybe this is a new relationship. I didn't want to go to Samantha's family. Um, Family reunion, not even gathering. reunion, just gathering. They they gather all the time. And Are they me, cannibals? They're not cannibals. Okay, that was the benefit that I had. That was the uh, that was definitely the upper hand. So here's the thing: for me, Samantha's family they gather so much, and anytime she'd explain what their like hangouts would look like, it always seemed like a movie to me. And I was like, that can't, that doesn't feel right. I, <laughs> I can't get involved in that. with that. Like that's not me. That's not my world. Because my family, whenever we would hang out, it was very forced. Mm-hmm. You had to like whenever the whole family was together you had to plan months in advance. And like, this was something you like, you have to you go, have to go to this. It was, everything was very forced for them. They just like each other, the genuinely nice people. So it was like, for me hearing on the outside, you'd be like that, the James Franco in this movie for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> absolutely. I would. And so like, for me, I was like, that doesn't feel like that's reality. But then I went and it was great. So maybe, Maybe just go. Maybe just go. See what it feels like. They scare you? Sure, that's okay. That's fine. I was a little nervous walking into my first Thanksgiving dinner with Samantha's Mm -hmm. family. I was like, why wouldn't I be? I had aunt and uncle there. I had grandma and grandpa. I had mom and dad. You mean everybody. I had everybody. You mean relatives she doesn't even know she has. She didn't even realize they were there. I had aunt and uncle there. Everyone was there. I was the new guy walking in, but you know what I did? Hmm. Shana held up. Yeah. Confidence through the roof. Yeah. 
what did my grandpa say when she, when we were walking out? He, he said, take good care of her. We like her. You know what I said in return? Her. So do I. Oh, that's okay, what I dude. said Confidence in return. You know what he said? 2000. Smile right off, this, right, off, right off the side of his mouth. He said, I like that. I don't know. Maybe he didn't say that, but I think that's what he thought. He would have, yeah. Like he would have for sure said like, okay. my man. <laughs> and give me a little bump. Uh-huh. For sure. Because you know what I did? Hmm. Listener, walked in there with confidence. Chin held high. Said, I got this. No problem. What are they going to say to confidence? Nothing. So go in there. Remember, confidence and cockiness, two very different things. Very different. Don't get those confused. You got to go in there with a, with a humble confidence. Yeah. You got to go in there knowing I'm not in my turf right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in theirs. I'm going to try to fit in, see if I can acclimate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Maybe there's some areas where you don't, but that's okay. You can be unique. You can start some different areas and maybe that's something they haven't seen before. Yeah. Start something fresh. That's my two cents. So it seems to me we got three options here. Number one, if they're cannibals, don't go. We established that right off right the bat. Right off the get-go. That's Don't safe. go. Don't make excuses. Just say, I don't like cannibals. <laughs> don't go. I, I would question your relationship with that person as well. <laughs> say, I don't know if I can get involved with this kind of family. Number two, drink that chunky milk. Chew it up. Yep. Throw up on your boyfriend if you have to. $18, you're going to have to you're gonna have yeah, to don't chew forget that $18 about, dry cleaning charge. Don't forget about that. Yep. And number three, just... Just hunker down and go. Chin up. Chin up. Confidence, confidence up. Cockiness down. Hum- humility up. Humility up. Confidence up. Cocky down. Done. You're, yeah, you're going to be good. That's a, that's a recipe for a, a great trip. All right. So here is the next topic in my question. Um, is this generation hopelessly optimistic. So I was listening to a podcast by Bill Simmons, who is a uh, American sports columnist. And he was talking to Kevin Durant, who is on the Golden State Warriors. Oh, I have a 30 day challenge. I'll talk about after the end of this. Good. All right. Um, So anyways, Bill Simmons talking to Kevin Durant, who's on the Golden State Warriors. uh, And he, Bill Simmons asked Kevin Durant this question. uh, Well, rather not, asked him a question, but just kind of probed a conversation just about how Kevin Durant is doing so many side, well, not so many side projects. He's just doing a side project um, outside of basketball. And Kevin Durant's role is to be an incredible basketball player. His business partner's role is to be a good person using money and et cetera, et cetera. And so Bill Simmons made this point where he was like, I see this happen so many times that people who are in the NBA, they don't just play basketball. They're doing so many different things outside mm-hmm. of basketball. Um, and I see that as happening so much more often than not. Um, and he's like, I, I think I probably started with Jordan and then you move on from there. So it made me start thinking, um, is that like, if this is a common thing in this generation, that it's not just like your career is not just your career. You have something else on the side. You're doing all these extra things. You're doing all these extra side hustles, all these types of things. It makes me wonder this, and it, we can bring it back to our podcast. We can bring it back mm-hmm. to us. <clears throat> Again, we've talked about how this is not something we're honestly expecting to make money off of. Yeah. Like, we just want to be able to get the things that we need to, to do a good job at what we're doing and to support our hobby. But realistically, I don't anticipate us doing this as a full-time gig. Yeah. That would be beyond our scope of imagination. But nonetheless... It's something we're doing. It's something we're asking money for. I've had, I have never had more than just, I've never had less than one job 
outside of my first job in high school because I'm always trying to do something more with it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's always something more I want to do. I stream on Twitch because in my head, I'm like, it'd be amazing if I can make any sort of income off of doing that because I'm doing a hobby. If I can make money off of a hobby, that's incredible. But would you say that you know someone outside of myself that is doing something that is not your conventional nine to five, a hobby that they're trying to make money. Would you say that you know someone like that? Yes. Okay. I would say that m- the majority of the people that I know, if they don't own the business, they're doing something outside of their regular job to try to make money doing something else, whether it's like blogging or vlogging videos or something. Like mm-hmm. it's just something extra. So the thought is, are we hopelessly ambitious in the sense that we have these big dreams? Like we see people make it super, make super successful careers out of YouTube, we make super successful careers out of Instagram. Mm-hmm. People who are just incredibly popular on there. They get free stuff all the time. They do yeah. all this stuff. Are we hopelessly ambitious trying to do that podcast? Another great example. Um, heard of them. Heard of them. Familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we are we ambitious? Hopelessly ambitious. That's the king. Because we're ambitious in our podcast because we have certain goals that we want to attain. Yeah. Which aren't outside of our scope of reason. I don't think because mm-hmm. we're still able to work our jobs outside of this. But um, I'm. I, there are definitely people who are doing a podcast because they're like, "This is my okay, dude. Wait, pump the brakes. I just thought of a great <laughs> example. So there, when we weren't living in our uh, old condo at this time, it was Christian and Adele Bean. Um, we we moved in after they moved out but when they were living in their condo um they the walls were we were connected to a a condo next to ours the walls were just paper thin so you could hear their conversations next door and this girl and her husband or boyfriend whoever were getting into a fight and the girl her retort at one point was blogging is my career (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. <laughs> Nailed it. So the thought would be, is that like that, and that is that the mentality that most of this generation has, where it's like this hobby that I have, this is my career, this is my focus, this is my passion, this is what I'm going to make money on. Um, is that something that is a hopeless ambition? Because if so many people are blogging, I can think of three people off the top of my head without spending any time thinking mm-hmm. about it or looking into it that are bloggers. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're going to make anything off of it, but they're, that's what they do. And that's what their goal is. And that's what it is. And so is that hopelessly ambitious or do you think there's still room to grow inside of that type of world? I think it depends on your reasoning behind it. Um, like if you have, let's say you're, you're working a job that you don't necessarily enjoy that much. Yeah. Like you can do it and you're fine, but it's not something you want to do forever. Um, maybe having your own blog or whatever is like your escape. It's like your creative outlet. Right. So maybe in some people's mind, it's not like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, but this is what I'm doing for now. So I can have yeah. an outlet, um, which I think is a healthier place than like, um, I don't know, than focusing too much on making money off of this thing. I think if you do it as like a hobby first, um, it's a healthier place to start. Yeah. But to be hopelessly ambitious, I don't know. It's hard to say because I think every everybody is different. Um, so, and I don't know everybody's mentality behind it. But I think it's 
I think it's good to have something on the side. I do too. That you do for yourself. Yeah. So that's kind of the clickbait of this because <clears throat> I think that it's super good. I'm I am aggressively a fan of being creative. Like I I love to think creatively, which is why I enjoy doing this podcast because even if it's day of ideas, like, I don't know, maybe this one. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Nonetheless. But, like, even if it's not, even if it's something that <clears throat> we don't plan weeks in advance, I'm still thinking creatively throughout the week of, like, or I'm, at least I'm training my brain to think, how can I do something creative? I've literally looked up online, what are fun games for de- or for blind people? <laughs> because I'm, like, I want to think of ways to to be entertaining to yeah. just the listener to the to the listener to the person that's just it can yeah. only listen so for me it's i enjoy the challenge of trying to think creatively and trying to create new content and do things that are entertaining and all that kind of thing but um yeah so i agree i think it's super important to to be creative and i think that's kind of the the not necessarily the difference between our gener- generation versus others but that is where that is an area where we stand out because we are creative and we're ambitious. So then the difference would definitely come back to being like, well, does that, I don't know. I guess it's not, it's not in the same category, but I think for us, we are, we have, we are very passionate. And with that comes this sort of like negative with rejection because inevitably it'll rejection will happen. There was someone I was watching on shark tank that was around our age and they were like, their idea got shot down, but they were just like pleading for it to work. And one of the guys, I think it was uh, the guy that owns the Denver Nuggets Denver. Uh, or Mavericks. Ma- or uh, yeah. Ma- uh, what's his name? Mark Ru- Ruffalo. Was it Ru- <laughs> no. Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> Mark Hamill, Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. There you go. He, he, he was saying like, this is the perfect example of this generation that will not take no for an answer, yeah. but is offended by the no. And it's like, I think that's the balance. I think if you can find someone that is as passionate as, I mean, I hope we are in a goal and an idea, but can take a no Mm -hmm. and not just like deflate from that and be like, okay, well, this is the stupidest idea ever. This is worthless, but grow from that and just try to figure out, I mean, take it as a learning lesson or whatever that might be. That'd be the difference. But I think the gen, like the previous generations, I have an uncle that has worked the same job for, like 15, 16, 20, 30, I don't even know, years and years and years. As yeah. far as I know, he's worked, that's his own, like that's that's the one job. Yeah. Which is different, I think, from this generation because there's so much turnover happening because it's not fitting into the 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 passion of what they want to do and all this other stuff. And so it's like good and bad. Yes, there's both sides of it. But finding that that balance where you can you can use your your hobby as your outlet to do something more. Um, you can do whatever else it is, but finding that balance between knowing that this might not make me a million dollars a year like I want it to mm-hmm. or whatever that might be. I think a lot of it comes back to opportunity. Like there's more opportunity now than there has been in right. any other generation. So growing up with like, like before, if you wanted to make a movie, you had to have like a whole crew. You had to have spend a bunch of money to get a decent camera. But now like iPhones have 
really good quality cameras, you can make a movie off of that. Yeah. Um, so there's opportunity there that no other generation has seen. So I think growing up with that, we have a completely different mentality of I could literally do anything now. Right. Because I have more opportunity and uh, more uh, ability now than ever. And as like, listen, we're not a political podcast. We get that. We're however, so political. <laughs> however... <laughs> <laughs> you can look at Donald Trump and be like, I, you can tell yourself now, if you can form a complete sentence and have general great ideas, you can tell yourself I can become a president. And that has never been more, and that has never been a more real possibility than now. Yeah. So God bless you, daddy D you have made some <laughs> dreams come true for sure. But yeah, I agree. And that, but then at the same time, so let's just kind of dovetail into the next point of this question does that limit possibilities and limit opportunities because if you have so many people i have never ever 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 in my 25 years of living seen more photographers in my <laughs> life than i have up until the the portrait mode of iphone came yeah. out so is that actually limiting opportunities for people because of so much like so much availability or does that make, does that force people to stand out? What do you think about that? I think it forces people to stand out because it's super, super easy to take a picture on an iPhone with portrait mode mm -hmm. and it automatically looks good. It's hard to mess up. Um, but I think when you get into like photography, photography, for instance, there is a lot more to it than just filters, but you can use Photoshop to edit things out. Um, you can change colors of stuff. Like right. there's still limitations on an iPhone for the most part that uh, you, you like in order to grow and become like the cream of the crop or whatever, you have to learn and expand your knowledge in that where I feel like a lot of people are like, look at this picture I took on my iPhone. I'm a photographer. And right. Like, no, not quite. No, you <laughs> I, took a picture. It's on a good iPhone. picture. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too. And that, that's what I've noticed, man. I've, I've tried to take pictures for mast and it's been like, I, I've, set up to everything to where I think I'm like, this would, this would work. This would be a good picture. Mm -hmm. And the second I take a picture, it's like, this is not a good picture and I am not a photographer. So I think there is that difference too, where you can kind of find that balance between, well, I guess it, it comes down to like, for me, that's the perfect example of someone who thinks like I can be a quote, I can be a photographer in this moment Yeah, and come to find out, no, it's not quite that easy. There's like, yeah. So I, I think there's different, there's that again, it, it comes back to that balance of trying to figure out what makes, what works for you, what you're trying to do and ultimately understanding your limitations, understanding where your balance is. But then I, I go, so the fun part about all of this, ultimately, if there's so many opportunities to do it, you can stream. So there's a guy that I watch on uh, Twitch called I'm a cutie pie. <laughs> And he is a cutie pie. Is that the long hair boy? It's the long haired boy. Uh, he's not actually a yeah. cutie pie. That's the funny. So his <laughs> whole stream, like there's, you have to be creative when you're streaming on Twitch. You have to do something that's going to captivate your audience. Right. Mm -hmm. His whole thing is he just doesn't care about anything. Like if he's having a bad game, his, the funny part about watching him having a bad game is he's like, I'm just going to enjoy the process type of thing. Mm -hmm. If he's, and this is for all, like this is for League of Legends. So anyways, for the, the 1.5 person that understands that. Um, and then if he's having a great game, he's just like, cool. I had a good, like, it's just all this, <laughs> like, so just monotoned thing. And it's hilarious to watch or whatever, but homeboy makes over $2 million a year 
streaming on Twitch. Yeah. That's insane. He streams on Twitch. He has sponsors. He has YouTube. He has all this stuff. $2 million a year playing video games. That's crazy. That's the reality of it. That's not... But this is a platform that I'm using in this exact moment mm-hmm. of of trying to stream and all this kind of stuff. I'm not making $2 million a year per se. I'm under that for sure. I don't want to say how much I'm making I don't exactly. Wanna, I don't want to make people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want them but to be not intimidated. I don't want them to be intimidated by my salary. <laughs> okay. But it's not $2 million. I'll, yeah. I'll at least say that. But everything is so accessible and so easily to like use to your own advantage. So the, the advantage, or rather the part that I like about it, is that you have to force yourself to be creative. Mm-hmm. You have to force yourself to stand out. And you have to do all these different things to make yourself unique out, out in this wave of people that are doing the same exact thing. If right now the, the sh- category of our stream right now is talk shows, there's 20,000 people <laughs> watching this talk show or watching in the category of talk show. Yeah. So far we have... This is humble. This is the part where we aren't arrogant. Yeah. We have zero viewers happening <laughs> in this talk show. So for us, this is an opportunity for us to be creative and figure out what can we do to actually captivate an audience to stay in this and stay mm-hmm. involved. And so that's the part that I actually enjoy about this ocean of opportunity, the blue ocean mentality, as business people will say, of like, this is an area where we can ex- yeah. explore and expand on. But the grind is figuring out what that is. So I think there's two ways that we can really come out of this as a quote generation, if we want to be all big about it. Mm-hmm. But there's we can either come out of it saying, or rather we can look into these opportunities and say, there's too many people doing this. There's no way I'm going to stand out. Or we can look at it and say, there's an opportunity for me to stand out. There has to be a way for me to stand out. I have to be able to do something that someone else isn't doing already, yeah. um, which would make it unique. But that's a grind. I watched this. Uh, there's this Apple commercial that was directed by Spike Jones. <laughs> Have you watched it? It is. It, it's incredible, honestly. It's like I've watched it a ton of times because it's super cool. And then they recently came out with like a behind the scenes of it. And I'm a big Spike Jones fanboy. I love everything he does. But watching the behind the scenes, you could like see his vision behind it. And I think that's what will like determine your success is the vision behind it um because like back to the photography thing i think it's easy to be like oh i can take a picture of this but if you can like picture in your mind first and you think this is the picture i want to make into a physical picture like that's that's where the skill comes in is like the vision behind it um being able to like see it before you before you've done it or i've heard of like directors who they'll like um be making a movie or whatever and they can picture every single part of the entire movie down to the way that it's edited in their mind before like it's even filmed yet so having that vision is like it's crazy to imagine because i know i don't have that like level of vision that they do but having that is what i think will set you apart totally yeah and i i like watching uh documentaries on the old netflix Uh if you will um, one of one one that I watched recently was on Ansel Adam Ansel Adams, the photographer, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he did exactly what you were just saying, where he took a picture of in the Yosemite's, took a picture of this mountain, and again, this is all photography stuff where I don't know exactly how it, the word I don't yeah. know the exact terminology, but essentially he took a picture of this mountain and it wasn't what he saw in his mind's eye. Uh-huh. And so he spent the next 20, 30 minutes or whatever trying to figure out how to make it look like the image he had in his mind's eye, he uh, 
and then I might butcher this to anyone who listens and actually knows photography, but he put a yellow filter on and turned into like <clears throat> 30, 30F. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Basically, he changed a lot of stuff into it to where it actually captured what he had envisioned in his mind's eye. And that was one of the most like iconic pictures he had. Yeah. And so it, it again, goes back to what you were just saying where it was like, he, he took what he had in his, he took what he envisioned and he actually made it the reality of what was taking place. Mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah, like you said, I mean, it all just comes back to like, what's that pursuit, I guess, look like for you? What's the goal? What's your vision? Do you have, do you have a vision or is it just something you want to do blankly? Yeah. Going back to streaming on Twitch. If you ever wa- if you type in how to be successful on Twitch, at one point in uh, any video you watch in that subject, it's going to be what's your intention, what's your goal? Uh-huh. Do you want to make a million dollars a year? Because you're not going to do it if that's your goal. If your goal yeah. is to just make a million dollars a year, that's not going to happen. If your goal is to be entertaining and to teach some someone something new or whatever it might be, you'll probably be successful mm-hmm. because you're not doing it for any outside reason other than I want to feed into people. Yeah. I want to do things for people. I want to serve people or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, that's what makes the uniqueness happen. And that's what makes it creative. That's what makes it something that it's not like, I just want to do it for money. So it's kind of interesting to think, is your side hustle just for the sake of money or is it something you're actually yeah. passionate about? Because more often than not, a passion industry or coffee is one because I'm in it and mm-hmm. I know you don't make a ton of money out of that, but it's a passion industry because yeah. it's creative and it's art in like every, you can, I mean, only a barista will tell you coffee's art, but <laughs> yeah. you get the idea. Yeah. But teaching is another great one. Teachers don't make anywhere near enough money, but it's a passion industry. So mm-hmm. they get paid a little money, but they're still doing it. And you're still going to find teachers because it's a passion industry. They love teaching. It's a focus that they have in their life and they love pouring into people and whatever that might be. So that's why it's a low paying job because people can, you can get away with paying someone next to nothing. If that means yeah. they don't have to get paid much for it, that type of thing. So it's like, what's, are you, are you pursuing your passion or are you pursuing money? Yeah. That's going to be the, I think for me, like in my head, that is where a giant gap will form. Mm-hmm. And I think like what you said earlier about, is this like, or the, our, the generation, our generation can come out like there's too many people doing it, so I just won't try. Or there's a lot of people doing it, but there's something I have that's different. Right. I think that's the mentali- mentality you need in order to like succeed in anything. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the biggest thing. I think that's, well, well, I mean, obviously it will stand out because we are all uniquely created. So needless to say, we are all different people. Mm -hmm. So we all have something unique to provide to someone or who are individuals in in general. Yeah. So pouring into that, focusing in on that and trying to find how that will I, and I, if you kind of if you kind of turn it back in and on, in on itself, you look at I'm a cutie pie. He has, I mean, as we all should look at I'm a <laughs> look, cutie pie. Look at cutie pie. <clears throat> Let's just look at the cutie pie. He has twenty thousand people on average a day Jeez. watching his stream. A day. I was there was one point where I was went to a uh, a wedding, and I was driving from Vacaville to Sacramento, and I started to keep track of how much money he was making because. If you subscribe to his channel on Twitch, he's making about three, making about three dollars per subscription. Mm-hmm. Twitch makes about two, more or less. So these are pretty modest numbers as it is. So 
$3 plus you can donate however much money you want to him. He, so I'd started to like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep track of how much money he's making in this trip uh-huh. from Davis to Sacramento, which was about a 25 minute drive. He made $60, which was n- uh, normal. Yeah. Like I, I watch his stream pretty consistently throughout the week. It's just entertaining to have. And like in the background, it's white noise. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times you hear his subscription notification go off was pretty normal. So $60 in 25 minutes, do the math. Yeah. Homeboy's making over a hundred dollars an hour. And this is normal. He wasn't like, Oh wow, this is unique. Like yeah. I'm, this is crazy. You guys are really <laughs> giving me a lot of money this time. Completely normal. He's making over a hundred dollars an even, hour. Is that counting donations or no? not counting donations? Jeez. Just the people he's making subscriptions monthly. Yeah. That's his monthly payout. In within 25 minutes. So in that particular circumstance and in that moment, he is like the reason why I'm entertained by him is because he's not like in it for the money. Like, and and his personality is to show is proving that exact thing where it's the, his catch is not like, Oh, I'm just doing it for the money. He won't like, he doesn't brag about it. He doesn't mention anything about it. You know, what's even more funny about this guy, Hmm. his whole stigma is he wears a Kirkland white (laughs) t-shirt. That's his thing. He's not like (laughs) flaunting anything. So he wears a Kirkland white t-shirt. That's his normal thing. And so everything comes back to like, he's, whether he realizes it or not, he's feeding into his audience. He's giving to his audience. He's serving his audience. He's giving them what they want. And that's where the return comes into play. Uh So if your mentality is not that you're going to give your audience what they want, or you're not going to give the people that are interested in you what they want, you're not going to gain anything from it. So it's kind of that catch 22 where you think, obviously that's the case, but that should be a red flag of like, if you have a certain amount of interest in you, what do they want? Focus in on that tunnel vision on that. And I guess that'll be your, your, like, your, your thing, I guess. I don't yeah. really know how to explain it, but yeah. I think, um, in, in conclusion, what I see is that, um, success equals opportunity plus vision. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Just came up with that. So call me Ty Lopez. <laughs> Uh, you know, what's more important than these Lamborghinis in my garage? <laughs> Knowledge. Knowledge. And that's where we're gonna, that's where we're in this conversation. Knowledge. We got one more thing to talk about. We got our 30 day challenge. Uh, today is the end of the month. It's March 30th. This will be out on like the second or something, I think. Yeah, I think the um, second. So it's a new month. So we're going to start the first official. First one was a real mess up. So this is the first <laughs> official. But that first one was a night. 30 day challenge. Yep. 30-day challenge. Um, here is mine. Your boy needs to touch the rim of a basketball hoop. I need to be able to touch the rim. I'm not going to be ambitious. You know me. You know I set goals that I can achieve. Mm-hmm. The furthest one that I got right now is I'm going to make it to the NBA. Right now I'm a okay. free draft yeah. agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- I'm waiting for the phone call from the, the Golden State Warriors uh-huh. for them to say, Steph Curry's ankles too He's injured up. still. You gotta you gotta sub in, and I'm realistic. I get it. Like I'm not gonna get a giant contract that's gonna span over the next five years. Yeah. Give me six months. Let me show you what I got, and then prove we'll, yourself. We'll go from there. Like yeah. I get it. So you know me. You know my challenges are realistic. I'm not looking to dunk. I get that I'm not gonna quite get there yet. I'm not gonna say I won't, but I'm not gonna get there yet. My 30 day challenge is I need to touch the rim. 
at 30 days. If I can hang on the rim, that's bonus. That's extra credit. But I need to touch the rim. I need one finger to touch the rim at the end of 30 days. Okay. That's my challenge. My goal to you, 30-day challenge, touch the rim. I'm going to keep you posted by way of here. And let me tell you this. I need to work out. I need to lose weight. And I need to, this is an everyday grind. I need to at least just jump over something. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But I just need to work on that. So that's my commitment. Okay. And speaking of realistic goals, um, I would like to sell out arenas. Uh, okay, good. More, more than Kevin Hart. Okay. Yes. Yes. So in order for that to happen, I need to start on the little things, you know? Right. I want to be in... I'll, one of these days, eventually, when I make my goal, I'm going to be on Saturday Night Live, obviously. Yep. Um, I'm going to be like Bill Hader, okay? Yes. So with that realistic goal in mind, I'm going to work on my impressions. So this month, I'm going to be working on my Donald Trump impression. And I told Caleb, as we were discussing our 30-day challenge off off the the podcast here, I said, you can't just, sound, like, you can't just be like, oh, that was a pretty good mm-hmm. Donald Trump impression. It has to be... Donald Trump. Yeah. So that you, listener, if we were to say at one point, hey guys, Brent Thomas All Hyphen Holly here, the bad boy Express the Boy, Caleb's out for this week. But guess what? I got Donald Trump. We have a huge guest for you. We have a huge guest for you this week. It's Donald Trump. I need you listeners to be like, I don't think that they had Donald Trump on there, but I am curious. Yeah. Did they actually have Donald Trump on here? Because that's the impression that it needs to be. If I'm touching rims, we need to have Donald Trump on there. Uh, some of you might be thinking, oh, Donald Trump, you know, I I hate it when people get political like this, but here's the reason behind it is I would like to be able to make Donald Trump say whatever I want him to say. Yeah. (laughs) We're doing you a favor. So you're welcome. (laughs) Love or hate him. We'll say whatever you need Donald Trump to say. Yeah, maybe that could be a tear on the, uh, (laughs) Patreon. We'll make Donald Trump to say whatever you want him to say. I think right now we only have like the lowest is a $2 patreon which is totally affordable for you to do so if you're interested go check yeah. it out www.patreon.com forward slash espresso boys that's an espresso with an x um but maybe we'll make it a one dollar tier yeah where it's donald trump says whatever you need him to say <laughs> which i think would be great maybe you could put as like your uh your outgoing answering machine we're or gonna <laughs> listen here's what we're gonna do we're gonna create a one dollar tier for donald trump to say whatever you need him to say we'll make a nine dollar tier for caleb to record donald trump uh voicemail message yeah. for you and that's that's our commitment so 30 day challenge your boy brand thomas ivan holly is going to be touching rims <clears throat> uh and caleb is going to be making some donald trump expressions here's how you're going to keep us accountable listeners we're going to post at least one post a week showing our progress uh or at least what we're doing to make this happen i bought a bike yesterday okay bought a bicycle you want to know why samantha pumped some air into her tires of her bike I rode it around the court and then up the street, maybe one one or two streets. And the next morning, my legs were sore. <laughs> like I hadn't ridden a bike in that long yeah. that it took me one or two streets uh, of riding to figure out I need to work out that muscle. Mm-hmm. So I got a bike now. I got I got a workout plan. I got something happen. So my goal to you, listener, uh, I'm going to touch the rim and you're going to keep me accountable to it, Caleb. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sound like Do- I'm gonna be Donald Trump. Okay, you will be Donald Trump. I will be Donald Trump by You're the end of the month. You're gonna get that fish fillet diet. Uh huh. I'm the fish fillet diet. I'm gonna ex- exclusively eat Trump steaks. So <laughs> you shall be Donald Trump. You're gonna thin your hair out real strong. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that. Luckily, Brennan's wife is a uh, hairstylist, yes. so I'll help. Her, I'll have her help me with the Donald Trump hairdo. Yeah. Um, and I'll be Donald Trump. 
Perfect. And you wanted to be Steph Curry, is that right? Yeah, well, I am. You're Steph Curry. I'm Donald Trump. You are Donald Trump. I am Steph Curry. Perfect. So uh, by the end of Dream for Much Apple, May, May 1st, you're going to have some new hosts on this show. Um, and that'll be a good April 1st of episode. Stephen, Stephen Curry. St- and Donald Stephen Trump. Curry, the and brother Stephen of Curry. Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Plays for the Kings. <laughs> and D. Trump. So uh, anyways, that's our plan. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you. We're very thankful for you. I um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Check us out on our Instagram, our Twitter. At The Espresso Boys. The Espresso Boys. And our Patreon is at, or is uh, forward slash Espresso, Espresso Boys. Boys. It doesn't have a the, no it doesn't have a the on it. So uh, yeah, www.patreon.com forward slash Espresso Boys. Check out a plan. See what makes sense for you. We'll be adding those tiers soon. We're going to add those tiers on it. By the time you hear this, yes. there'll be new tiers on there and it's going to be great. Um, see what happens. You're going to make dreams come true with that. Anyways, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. Kisses.